Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. Guys, I'm with Anis Jerby, the artist, the on social media that's calling out injustice. Welcome. <laughs> I want to take a moment to just like kind of gush about your artwork and then we'll jump into the background. <laughs> you make these realistic portraits of dogs, politicians, singers, actors, actresses. And you also do custom custom work, which is really cool. And I know yes. you're self-taught. You're only 20. Yes. First of all, let's get that out of the way. You're only 20. You're you're a kid still. Right. And, Thank you very much. <laughs> and you're self-taught. How when did you first start uh, you know, creating art? And was it something inside of you where you were like, I think I can do this. Let's see. Well, it was probably when I was 13. I was 13, 14, something like that. And, you know, at first I just started, you know, drawing uh, just, you know, because I just like to, you know, to scribble and draw and doodle, you know, nothing serious. Um, But then, you know, I started to watch YouTube videos. You know, it was the time that the um, drawing tutorials on YouTube were like very popular. You know, it was really a a very popular kind of videos. And so, you know, I, I started to watch those and I wanted to get, as good as them, you know, I wanted to get as good as those, you know, people that you were like a hyper realistic eye or something. And, you know, I just, you know, I, I ended up just wanting to become better and better. And I just kept, you know, drawing. And then after drawing for, I would say, two or three years when I was 16, I moved to paint. So I moved to acrylics. And then I, after one year, I moved to oils like oil paints well that's really cool but i think it's also something not everybody and i i hate to say it but not everybody has a specific talent you might want i can't draw for anything as people say you can for instance both of my kids went in marching band they didn't have any musical background you can learn to play an instrument to some degree of you know success but when it comes to maybe writing or drawing or painting i think there has to be a little bit inside muscle for it like you know, to be to be honest with you, when I when I started to draw, uh, I wasn't good, you know, by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. I was terrible at drawing. I remember that I started drawing uh, birds, like my first, you know, drawings were bird drawings of birds because I honestly I, I was terrible at drawing portraits of people, you know, um, and, you know, I, I think that. Uh, and now I'm now I'm portrait artist. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I I think that I think that anything is like achievable with practice. I think that it's really just a question of practice, and you know, drawing. I, I think that it's no different than music or any other skill. I think that it can be learned. You know, and you know, I, for instance, you know, I, I didn't start. You know, well, you know, I didn't start drawing really well. So. I learned to draw, you know, I got better and better while drawing, and I'm still getting better because, you know, I hope that I'll get better. But, um, you know, I always try to improve, but I think that's really the point. I think that it's really just a, a, a skill that you need to practice. And, you know, just like music, the more you try, at first, you're very, you know, it's going to sound terrible. You know, most kids, when they do the uh, violin and stuff, they always sound bad. But then, you know, maybe they end up being, I don't know, like, you know, some famous orchestra. So that's, uh, yeah, I think so too. I, I think 
it's also has to do a little bit with your innate, you know, desire for it, but also you get support, like support from your parents, support from your family to, to encourage That's you to keep up. Is that yes, something, uh, correct. is that something like your family was very supportive, is very supportive about this for you? Uh, yes, yes, yes. My family always been very supportive. Uh, my parents always, you know, uh, got me the supplies that I uh, needed, um, uh, you know, not even that I wanted necessarily, but they just got, you know, some like supplies. And, um, you know, I, yeah, they definitely like motivated me, especially, um, you know, we don't have any like, you know, connections in the art world, except for really a few, but they always like motivated me to you know, to draw and to follow what I like, you know, uh, to follow my dreams, really. And, uh, yeah, I think and, it's very important. Right. And how are they How are they dealing with the fact that you're going to Italy for school? <laughs> oh, well, uh, they're, uh, you know, I, I think it's, um, I think it's every, you know, I think it's a step in everyone's life, right? You know, at some point, you know, uh, everyone leaves their family house, right? And, you know, you, I mean, I'm not going to live with my parents because I'm, you know, like, uh, I don't want to become one of those like basement dwelling, you know, people. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I think that it's, uh, it, it's uh, you know, I think it's hard for every parent, probably, uh, I guess, you know, uh, to have like their son or daughter just leave their family home. But, you know, I, I think they'll just deal with it and uh, you know they will probably remember how it was for them as well because they went through it too so um you know and but i will go to a campus so it, it will be a bit easier i think you know rather than just going to like a you know a like a, an apartment where i'm like alone and i have to like start you know from family home to like alone i think this is a softer approach right like going from family home to campus where you know it's still like monitored and everything so you know and i'm still like in a community and you know i'm already like meeting some people there uh, on social media who are at the campus and they all seem really uh friendly so that that seems really nice and uh, i'm i'm not like worried at all personally and i think that my parents are not worried too as, as much as you know parents can not be worried you know uh it's something that every parent and kid probably has a little bit of like the separation anxiety. Like my son is an hour and a half away for college and it's, ah, you know, I worry about yeah. college. I, I can't imagine or be like a, like a dormitory. Like you're going to have a roommate kind of thing or. No. So I will be in a, uh, I, I will be in a single room. So I, I will be like in a room, like I, I will have like a room for myself. And, uh, but, uh, we, you know, it's a very small campus, you know, in Italy. So it's not like, you know, I, I know that like in the US, I'm pretty sure that like campuses are like huge, uh, in a lot of like colleges, but in Italy, this one only has like 70, uh, beds. So it's like really small, you know? Um, and, uh, I think it's better. Honestly, I think it's a lot better than, you know, going from, you know, family home to like a chaotic, huge, you know, thing. I think this is a lot better, honestly. So I'm really happy with the way it is, really. You sound very prepared, and I know you speak Italian. Yeah. You speak yes, what five, five languages? Uh, four. four. That's crazy. And English, and very. Because uh, for people listening, I'm talking to you. You're in Tunisia, and right. I, I found you on social media. I think on Instagram, and I was like, That's, "Who is? Um, you're so up to date. You're so knowledgeable about." <laughs> going on and you have some strong 
I'm going to be honest. I agree with all of them or most of them, you know, and it's, <laughs> you're just like super well-rounded. Is that just how you are? Like you're, you got your finger on the pulse and. Well, uh, when it comes to, are you talking like specifically about politics? Yeah. Like politics and the, and the laws and the legislature that's going on. You're very, very knowledgeable about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically when I was um, pretty sure when, Around the time that Donald, well, maybe a little bit before Donald Trump got elected. So, you know, when I was around, I'm pretty sure, and I'm really, I, you know, eyeballing it here, but I'm pretty sure that I was like 13, pretty much. Um, when I was 13, I started to follow politics in general. Now, I wasn't really following U.S. politics. You know, it was more like a hobby for me uh, to, you know, to follow politics, uh, you know, instead of like, you know, uh, watching, like, you know, when I was watching TV, I was always like watching the news, like mm -hmm. always. And I started to, you know, get more and more interested in what was going on, you know, in the world. At first, it was just the entire world in general, you know, like with wars and stuff like that, you know, revolutions, maybe, etc. But then I got, uh, when Donald Trump, I'm pretty sure, became president, I really started to follow U.S. politics. And I got really, like, interested in U.S. politics to the point that, to the point that at some point, I actually thought about studying uh, political science at, uh, in college instead of art, and then probably major in law, so in jurisprudence, uh, you know, getting a master's degree in uh, jurisprudence, because I was, you know, I still am very passionate about politics, but before I was like, just obsessed with it, you know, mm -hmm. um, so, uh, you know, it was just, you know, the impact, like the whole day, the first thing that I would do, like when I woke up, was just like, you know, reading the headlines and, you know, when I, you know, I would just like follow it the whole day and then, you know, talk about it on Twitter and then I would go to bed and I would still like, you know, follow the news and that. So I was just, you know, obsessed with it. And, you know, I think that that's really what, you know, uh, it made me very interested in, in U.S. politics and it made me also very interested in the U.S. And I wanted to just, you know, learn how, things work like why things are the way they are you know and so yeah i find it sad a little bit and fascinating that someone from you know around the halfway around the world is more knowledgeable and more uh, you know cognizant of the things that go in in this country than people i mean people walk around with like blinders on or you know earmuffs on they don't want to hear it and it Yet also the fact that you, a 20 year old, or this was even when you were younger, knows and is keeping up with the things that's going on. It, it, um, it denies that thought process of nobody cares. It, you know, this is an American thing. Nobody else cares. The world's not looking at us. The world's not laughing at us. Yes, they are. But <laughs> it, it just disproves people are paying attention outside of this bubble. No, they are. They are. They, they definitely are. I think that. Uh, you know, I think it's important, you know, now me personally, I, I you know, I followed what's ha what was happening and what is happening in the U.S. because I love the U.S., you know, in, in general. But, you know, I think that for a lot of people that are even like outside the U.S. and maybe are not like as, you know, psychopathically watching, you know, American politics as much as me. I think that, you know, a lot of people still care about U.S. politics because, you know, I think that what happens in America does have like consequences on what happens in the entire world. I mean, if, you know, if, if the U.S. elects a president that is stable, uh, I think that that's, you know, going to have a good, uh, that's going to have good repercussions on the entire world. 
But if they elect, you know, someone that is not so stable, and I'm not going to make any names, right? I think that <laughs> I think that that has a, you know, a not so great as that presidents used to say repercussions on the entire world. So yeah, I think it's very important. Right. I mean, at the at the least, you need to have a, a leader that doesn't have temper tantrums, but yeah. with with yeah. other world leaders, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just. It's amazing to me, not to get, I, this is just something that I've loved about you. First of all, your art, the dog pictures, like Thank I'm going to take a photo of my German shepherd and send it in because they're so Thank good. So much. This kid, this kid knows what's up. He knows what's <laughs> up. You're so eloquent. You're so like thoughtful with your words. You're not just getting on Twitter or, or threads or whatever to say something snarky. Well, you know, I, I'll say something about this. Um, to be quite frank with you, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen recently, but, you know, even to the people that are listening to this, uh, I left Twitter uh, yesterday. I decided to leave Twitter um, because, you know, I felt like, frankly, like this is not the only reason of why I left Twitter, of course. But one of the reasons of why I left Twitter is that, you know, I felt like Twitter was uh, having a bad influence in a sense on me generally speaking uh, because it's a, it's a very toxic place and uh, you know I don't know if I'm going to talk about my entire you know idea about Twitter because that you know there are hundreds of different things that I can talk about of why I don't like Twitter and why I left it but you know I um you know I think that I left Twitter because also because I I just I realized that there is a better way for me to express myself um, about politics because at some point I was just you know I, I felt like I was kind of like a broken record you know everyone on Twitter if you go on Twitter it's like you know there is you know some political people on the left that are like Trump is bad Trump sucks and they're like you know they say the same exact points over and over again every single day you know and it feels like it's not really contributing to anything really you know it's just like you know, random things that, be, that you know, it just, it ends up being uh, something monotonous, right? And it, it just, it doesn't really have any point. And, you know, I felt like me, you know, when I was on Twitter, I was, I definitely said some things in the past that, you know, I felt like we're kind of silly and probably just, you know, to get likes like everyone else, you know, does on Twitter, you know, like making fun of Matt Gates or something, you know, he makes himself an easy target, admittedly, but, you know, it's still not good. You know, when you look at it, when you, when you really think about it, you're still mocking someone, you know, because, you know, you're mocking someone. So w what is that going to do, right? Like, it's not really, it doesn't really contribute to anything. So I decided to leave Twitter yesterday for a variety of reasons that we all know, I'm pretty sure. Um, and I decided to go to, to move to Threads. And I think that Threads is a much less toxic place where, you know, I felt, I felt like it's almost like a new beginning for me in the way that I myself and my political opinions you know I can just like stop with the whole like you know rage and you know uh, rants and stuff like that you know on, on Twitter and just you know get my points across in a more eloquent and meaningful way right so yeah yeah I, what I like about threads is threads is what Twitter was like when when I joined in 2009 it's civil discourse not everybody had a million followers you could actually interact with people. That's what I'm loving about threads. And yeah, there's 150 things wrong that I can think of with Twitter. I'll boil one big problem. We're not going to go there. But 
I think I know what the big problem is. <laughs> right. It's like, it's hard to be authentic on an app where everything seems automated. Like it's yeah. like generated comments and trolls and bots. And it's just gone so downhill. Just in, I would say since what, 2014, it's gone and it's just gotten worse and worse. I said to my friend, I said, I don't even like going on Twitter anymore because all I do is spend a half an hour reporting things. It's like, and it makes me test hurt. It makes me mad. So I'm just like, ugh. So yeah, threads. I can relate to that. I can relate to all of that. It's, uh, you know, uh, I feel like the, um, you know, and I think it's like, you know, while we're talking about uh, Twitter, I think that it's important to say that, you know, I think that Twitter is becoming uh, more and more like a danger, really, uh, Mm -hmm. to people. I think that people are underestimating how dangerous uh, Twitter is because, you know, when you have a platform that has like zero moderation and very clearly, you know, Twitter has no moderation. You know, if I, uh, there was like a person and I have the evidence of this, by the way, very simple evidence is that there was a guy and there was like a person and, you know, he was writing really horrible things that I'm not even going to get into. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't report him because I wanted to do a test. I didn't report him for impersonation to see if Twitter would actually take his uh, account down on their own, but they didn't. And, you know, it, after something like, I don't know, two or three months, probably more, uh, I stepped in and, you know, I reported him and they suspended his account. But, you know, the vast majority, you know, the, the issue is still not solved. It's not fixed because, you know, these people, if I don't catch them, uh, or if people don't catch them, they're free to say whatever they want or do whatever horrible thing they want, really. And there are tons, there are thousands, millions, really, of these uh, accounts that are starting to, you know, that are really, uh, their rhetoric is becoming more and more violent and more and more, like, weird and insane, really. And even though they seem like jokes and they might come across as jokes to some people, you know, when you have a platform that is this large, like Twitter, that has 550 million users, which is not as much as, you know, admittedly, is not as much as, you know, Meta's uh, platform, but it's still, you know, 550 million uh, users. Uh, you know, if you count that, for example, ACAM, which was another uh, platform that had, I don't know how many uh, users, but surely not as much as Twitter, because it was still like a very niche thing. Um, that one caused, I'm pretty sure, three mass shootings. Like, three mass shooters were linked to HN. They literally had their, like, hashtags from HN and stuff like that written on their firearms. So, you know, they definitely got their ideas on there. They got, you know, riled up on there. So, when you think about, you know, that causing, you know, that little website causing three mass shootings, just imagine what Twitter, this massive website with Zero moderation, just like HN. Imagine what that could cause. And it's really getting to that point. You know, when you have zero moderation, everyone loves free speech, but, you know, no moderation on social media always ends up turning into like Nazis saying like weird things and, you know, just all kinds of like terrible people spreading the most like horrible, you know, stuff that you can imagine, really. So that's very dangerous. And I think that. You know, I'm really afraid, like, I'm really concerned to see what's going to happen with Twitter, what this might lead to. You know, my my hope, personally, and then I'm going to let you talk, I promise, but my, my hope, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm really, like, I wanted to talk about this for, like, days. 
and <laughs> my 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 uh, uh, my 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 hope is that this um, that Twitter is just going to be it's just going going to like shut down because you know now especially uh, with this like paid thing uh, that Elon Musk did you know that he's planning to make Twitter uh, a paid service so no one's gonna use it anymore obviously no one's gonna use it anymore um, you know I hope this is going to be the end of it because. I hope it gets stopped before it devolves into like something really, really scary, you know? So, yeah. And I think you're absolutely right about it's in emboldening people to, to be their worst, worst selves. And if it, if all of like people like you and me, we bail, it's just going to be them screaming at each other, you know? So bye. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, that's actually very true. And, uh, you know, one last point that I want to say about this, I think that it's also, like, really bad for society in general, Twitter, because, you know, it really, like, puts people, like, it's, you know, it's supposed to be this, like, um, uh, you know, place for everyone to have, like, a discourse, right? That's what I'm pretty sure I never, I did not join it, you know, as uh, early as you. Um, you said that you joined it in 20, 2009. So I, I don't know how it was back then, but I'm sure that it was a lot less toxic and everything, as you said. But, uh, you know, right now, it just turned into this thing where, you know, people on the left, they talk to people, they talk about their issues with like people on the left and, you know, they just involve in each other and they say how, you know, how great they are, right? And how great their points are. And the ones on the right, they do the same thing. And when they collide, you know, when the right and the left, when they collide, they just turn into this like shouting match and that always ends with like, you know, death threats and stuff like that. So it's a really horrible thing. And I think that it's really not healthy for people to express their opinions this way. I think that it really creates a weird, like, climate of violence and stuff like that, which is really not good. Right. A thousand percent. I know in 2009, you were just a, you were a little guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Back then, you could tweet at, I don't know, Steven Spielberg. You could talk to directors, you, actors and actresses and producers and musicians they were talking to us little guys. They were, yeah. they were liking our tweets. It was just like that. It was just people talking yeah. about their projects, talking about their labors of love, you know, promoting a film that they love, whatever it was. And just having normal conversations. It was, it was like uh, the blush of youth on it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And what, what you have now, like, I'm afraid to even comment on anything in Twitter. Cause you'll just get hate from everything. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't even, and here's the other thing, it, it, because they're either paid trolls or they're AI bots or whatever, you'll say something and they'll reply to you with something that's completely off the wall and different than what you were talking about. And then I get yeah. frustrated. I feel like I was misunderstood. But also, um, Marjorie, I, I call her Marjorie Trader Green, and somebody called her perjury instead of Marjorie. And I was like, inside of like, oh, LOL perjury tape you know taylor green and then i said oh let me delete that because i don't want her to dox my house <laughs> yeah you're in danger just yeah. from something from some, yeah from writing something yeah no the you know the the scary thing about twitter is that twitter has a lot of these like you know it, like because of how twitter is people are just you know becoming more and more on twitter and so when they like see something that they don't agree with, like even in the slightest way possible, they just go to like overdrive, like you know, ultra kill mode, 
like and they they just turn into like you know just flamethrowers really and it's not good it's not good at all like actually it's like it can be dangerous like seriously dangerous you know God forbid you you stand up for like drag queens or trans rights or gay rights. God forbid you stand up for anything. I had someone say to me, why do you want to swing your balls in kids' faces? I said, I don't have any balls, you moron. I was- <laughs> Jesus. It's their their go-to reply. They want to bring yeah. something and make you, oh, pedo, groomer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you don't even know me, first of yeah. all. Second of all, if I see you in person and you said that to my face, I would punch you. So, like, we're going to get into an altercation. I think it's just best to let it go. It's kind of hard because after, you know, 14 years, it's like, but I also don't want, for some reason, someone to take my account and start doing weird stuff with it. You're on the right track to say, nope, I'm taking my, taking my social presence and I'm coming over here with it. I think that's the best thing. Yeah. And one thing that I I actually think it's very important to say uh, you know, to everyone who's like, you know, using uh, Twitter right now and who's thinking about uh, leaving Twitter, you know, because of everything that has happened on the platform. Um, I think that, you know, it's very important to, uh, to um, you know, let people know that when you basically delete your account, your account loses two-step two authentication automatically. It automatically loses that, so you may get hacked and your account may get reactivated so that's insane like that is incredibly just it's 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 so irresponsible from the platform to just like deactivate automatically your your two-step authenticator when uh, you delete your account because then a hacker basically has like 30 days after you delete it to like hack into it and reactivate it and then basically like pretend to be you or something so that's uh, that's really not good and i'm really like thinking right now how i should go about it you know because i decided to leave twitter and i'm never coming back that's for absolute certain um but i'm thinking about how to go about it like should i leave my my twitter account you know after should i uh, make it private should i delete it should i uh, you know not delete it should i just you know let it there because you know uh, at the end of the day i i i i like what if I if um how can I say this? It's like it's a very it's a very like complicated. It makes it makes it very complicated, really. Um, like even for you know for security, because even if I let's say that I delete my account and it doesn't get hacked and you know it gets successfully deleted, someone you know on Twitter, knowing how terrible people a lot of people are on Twitter, may create a new account that pretends to be me, and so you know and then like spread some horrible things about me. Or spread, you know, maybe even scam people, you know, use it to like scam people, pretend to be mean, post my artwork and say, oh, hey, do you want to buy this artwork? And then, you know, do stuff like that. So I'm already like imagining, even without it happening, I'm already like imagining an entire like gallery of like scams and the weird bad things that like might happen if I delete my account. But then again, there are some bad things that could happen even if I keep my account active, you know. So it's a, it's a very like uh, complicated issue and I really have to think about it, but yeah. I know. And it's, it's something like I've been pretty careful to keep anything really, really, really personal off of the webs because it's just like, it's not worth, it's not worth the, the trouble to like keep yourself safe like that. So I kind Absolutely. of, yeah, I kind of feel like, like you said, make it private, keep your authentications on and, 
maybe I'll check in like every couple of days, make sure there's nothing weird about mine. And then hope that once the app crashes and burns, that it'll just be like my account from MySpace. It's just gone. <laughs> it's out there. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, not, yeah. And, and the one thing I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, considering that uh, Twitter is like, you know, going really bankrupt, like, you know, it's it lost, like, according to Elon Musk, so take it with a grain of salt, obviously. But, you know, uh, from him, apparently it lost like 90% of its value, which is pretty realistic considering how bad it, it is right now. Um, you know, um, it, it, there is a likelihood that it will not even be like MySpace, that it's still like, you know, uh, available, you know, the service is still available. It might, what might happen is that it, it just like shuts down completely, like to the point that, you know, when you write twitter.com or x.com or whatever it's called now, it will just, you know, come out as, you know, error 404 or, you know, service not available or something. You know, that may very realistically happen because they may just not be able to really pay for servers or anything like that anymore. So that's uh, that's a very realistic likelihood. So, yeah. I think that would be okay. I, I know a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, another, another Zuckerberg app, you know, with threads. And it's like, I don't care who owns it. Me too. Absolutely, me too. You know, this I'm whole thing, uh, of like, you know, people, excuse me, I just want to say one thing here. Like everyone, you know, there are like so many people that are like, you know, oh, Anise, you're using a Zuckerberg app. They're like stealing your data or something. First of all, every single social media platform spies on you. Like this is literally, this is a known truth, all right? And they're not even like spying on you the way that people, you know, a lot of people think that they're spying on you. It's not like they're spying on you. They're gathering your information to give you a better experience on their website for the most part unless you really like go on some weird shady like social media platform that really steals your your information but you know uh, twitter you know a lot of people are like oh you're going on a zuckerberg app it's who do you think it's uh, who do you think is more professional zuckerberg or elon musk right? yeah like I mean, it's, uh, you know, all these people that are, like, you know, making this point, like, oh, you're going on a Zuckerberg app? Dude, you're on, you're on an Elon Musk app. Like, yep. what are you talking about? <laughs> well, and what I like with Threads is that the meta team is really, it seems to be learning from previous mistakes. For instance, if you search COVID, in America, it yeah. leads to EDC website, and I think that's fantastic. That's awesome. So, that's actually really good. Yeah, they're learning from previous mistakes that maybe we allow this disinformation. Maybe we shouldn't allow people to. And and then people are like my speech. It's like no, you yeah. cannot speech somewhere else. There's terms of yeah. service here that say you can't get on here and just say whatever you want and pretend that it's true. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. thank. You. And uh, you know, yeah, it's true. And you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I I want like free speech. No, you don't want free speech. You want free hate speech. Like, that's mm -hmm. what you want. You know, you don't want free speech. You just want to say, like, you know, some racist alert or something like that. You know, it's like people when they say, oh, why can't I say the N-word? Like, why do you want to say the N-word? Like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, you know, it just, you can have, you can use a social media platform even without spreading lies or being aggressive towards people or something like that. Just, you know, be civil. You know what I mean? And I, uh, I I really like that. And I also like another thing about threads and Instagram and Meta in general is that unlike Twitter, when you buy the, uh, you know, the subscription that I 
actually bought, you actually get some very, very serious and helpful benefits. Like the most important thing from uh, Instagram, and I don't know if you know this, but you actually get uh, basically direct customer support. So you get direct customer support, yep, with a live chat or telephone or email, and they're very helpful. I had like a, a thing on threats and I wanted to like ask a question and they immediately replied to me. They followed my case. They were like very helpful, very, very uh, kind as well. So that's incredibly useful, really. So it's not like just a worthless blue check mark, you know, that is like on on uh, on Twitter right now. It's almost like, you know, the blue check mark, like not almost literally. The blue check mark is not a sign of like a honor and prestige anymore. It's really just a symbol of like, oh, this guy paid for like, you know, uh, Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk's, uh, you know, ridiculous blue check mark. So he's probably a troll or a scammer or a crypto thing, and I should absolutely get away from him or her. So that's really what it became. It became a repellent. And I think that Twitter is, a, uh, Threads is a lot better for this. And Meta in general is a lot better, really. A lot safer as well. Absolutely. Well, back in the day, a blue check mark meant that you were talking to whom you thought you were talking to. To go way further back to, on the MySpace you know, the MySpace days, you could think that you were talking to John Travolta, but it wasn't John Travolta. <laughs> but it wasn't John Travolta. It, that's what was so nice at the beginning of Twitter was, oh, I know that I'm talking to James Dunn because there's yeah. a... Check now, mark. Yeah. now it just defeats the point. Now it just defeats the whole point of having a check mark because it just, it, it's worthless. It's literally, it's worthless. And, uh, you know, it, it's really like this entire thing. And I, I, I don't want to get like, you know, into like conspiracy theory territory or anything like that. But, you know, I, I, I've done my I, I've done my research uh, a little bit. Like one day I just I was interested in this and I just like spent an entire day watching and researching this. And, you know, while we're talking about this, like blue checkmark thing on uh, on Twitter, first of all, I absolutely agree with you. But uh, aside from that. It might really be basically like a massive, gigantic Ponzi scheme, uh, the entire blue check mark thing on Twitter, because paying for it, like the way they give the um, uh, the ad revenue, I don't know if you remember the whole like ad revenue program. Well, I really checked into it. I really, you know, uh, dug deep. And basically, they only count the views of, of the ads only from other verified accounts. So basically, they pay people with the people that pay them. So it's like it's basically a huge, huge Ponzi scheme. They like they pay investors with the money that they get from other investors. That's crazy. Really, that's insane. So I don't know. That maybe maybe they're gonna have some like trouble for that. I really don't know. But I felt like it was important to say that because that definitely seemed pretty um, fishy. I think to say the least. So, yeah. And also the people that get the money, like the ad revenue, are very questionable people, like from Andrew Tate to like, you know, people that, I don't know, they uh, promote Teslas and stuff like that. It seems it's very clearly everyone caught up with it already uh, and like very clearly saw that there is definitely a tone to them, you know, to all of them. And the other ones who don't get the money, they're all like, you know, people that are not. Uh, maybe very clearly Elon Musk supporters or something. So it's a it, there's definitely something going on there. I think it's very clear, and uh, I'm pretty sure that's gonna have some uh, some repercussions. So yeah. Right. I was thinking something along the same lines, but also I think 
the people that purchase the Twitter blue, it's as if they get a free pass. Reported, the accounts are still there, like saying the most heinous thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like a free pass or something. I don't know, but I'm glad to to have had Twitter and and now Instagram and Threads to follow you because your art. We're getting back to art now, but your art (laughs) is so cool. If people want to order like custom work, do they just reach out to you through the website? Yes, they can reach out to me from my website. Like I tell people, I used to tell people, okay, but I used to tell people like you can just DM me, and you know, I I, I kind of still say it, but um, you know, I always try to get people like to uh, reach out to me via my website because now that I get now that I got so many followers, which I could not be more thankful for, really incredible. On Instagram, you know, uh, you know, when I had like two thousand followers, it was manageable, right? Uh, the DMs I would get, like, I would get excited when I had like you know, one new DM. But now that I have a you know, hundred and forty-eight thousand followers, it just, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, I get like, you know, twenty DMs or more than that, you know, just hundreds of DMs sometimes a day. So it, it's, uh, it's really hard. But uh, if they reach out to me through my website, I get an email. So I can definitely, uh, you know, get back to them. I actually have to still reply to some emails because I've been over, absolutely overwhelmed with work in these uh, past few days. I've gotten a lot of, like, requests for uh, commissions, you know, uh, or uh, works on commission. And, uh, but yeah, I absolutely do accept commissions. I do both drawings on paper as well as oil paintings on canvas. Uh, on commission, I'm currently drawing, not on commission, but I'm drawing a portrait of Jack Smith, and I cannot wait to finish it. Yeah, on uh, on paper, on paper though, with the graphite, um, and I cannot wait to finish it and post it. But yeah, people can absolutely uh, contact me for both drawings and oil paintings, and I draw pretty much everything, you know, from portraits of people to portraits of animals, as you have seen. And sometimes even landscapes, even though I really don't get a lot of landscapes, I'm more like a, like a portrait artist mainly, but yeah. And is it different, different sizes available, like five by seven up to 10 by, that's all they can talk about all that with you with the size and price and things like that. Yeah. For, for drawings, like drawings on paper, I have two sizes. So I have like A5 and A4 for now, at least maybe when I'll go to Italy, I would may, maybe expand and get more like uh, different sizes, but I'll, I'll still have to see about that. But the uh, for now, I have those two sizes for drawings. And, uh, you know, if people reach out to me, I'll give them the prices, uh, the rates privately. I, I don't like to give my rates, you know, publicly. I always give it like private. I think it's better. Um, and uh, for oil paintings, it depends on like the complexity of the painting. Uh, you know, if like it's a, if it's a huge like oil painting, I can you know, people will tell me like the size that they want, the dimensions that they want for like the canvas, and then I will go to the art shop, or my dad actually goes to the art shop, and uh, for now at least, then we'll see in Italy. But for now, my dad goes there, and he uh, you know gets the canvas that is like closer to the one requested by the client, and hopefully it's exactly that one. And then they send me the reference photo that they would like me to use for the painting. And, you know, judging by the dimensions and the photo, I can give them like, a, you know, I can see, I can assess like the complexity of the painting. You know, it's like an oil painting that is like, let's say a meter, well, 50 by, I don't know, 50 by uh, 
let's do, let's do a realistic one. Seventy by a meter. So I'm talking in centimeters. I don't know how inches are still. I still have to learn that. <laughs> we um, you know, that one, you know, for a painting of that size, of like you know, just a, uh, you know, very simple one, it definitely be a certain a certain price. A very simple oil painting of that size, but for a very complex one with like a ton of details. And um, yeah, really big kind of stuff, and yeah, it would definitely, it would definitely take uh, a lot more time to paint, and so yeah, it would be more expensive. So yeah, right. I can I can imagine there's a difference between like a picture of a German Shepherd and then like the family in front of the Christmas tree. Yeah, exactly, much exactly. Well, when you get to Italy, when you get to school, are you gonna like, branching out into art types like pop art or like abstract and things like? Is this gonna be like a like a round learning experience or are you focused on your specific art style you know i i haven't really uh i mean i guess i have thought about it already i haven't really thought about this precisely i must say but i have like for now i'm definitely more into like painting and i would really like to you know my art style right now um and i would like to you know to learn basically new techniques and also learn like the uh the entire life history of our like art history to you know to really have like a um, more academic and professional you know uh, knowledge of like my you know my craft um and you know even like know the entire art world in general because so far at the end of the day i never had any formal training in art so you know my my uh, knowledge about art really just expands to social media right like my my like the artists that i know I only know artists on social media and I never exposed, for example, my oil paintings in an art gallery, for example. I never, I still haven't had an exposition in real life, at least. Um, you know, so I hope that, uh, you know, when I'll be there, I'm sure that, you know, they will introduce uh, all of us to the art world and how, you know, to create, you know, how to make uh, expositions, how to, you know, participate, etc., which I think is very important. And then, yeah, I would definitely like to learn uh, a lot of, like, you know, techniques uh, to paint, uh, draw, etc., to make, you know, to uh, improve my my style. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm looking for. About other art styles, I'm really not sure, but maybe maybe I'll, I'll be interested in other ones. I don't know. I'm, I'm open to them. I'm really open. <laughs> yeah, and, but it's smart the way you're doing it as well, because you're you're learning things to improve what you're already doing or to expand what you're already doing a little bit like learning how to, I don't know, sell yourself to get your, your work in, in art galleries and, and, and no, absolutely. No, that's, yeah. that's correct. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, okay. you know, I'm, I'm sure that they will, they will, um, and I've seen already like in the subject, uh, of this, like in the, at least the first year. And then I'm sure that like, you know, it's at least three years. I'm pretty sure that then there's also like the master's degree. Like there is the option to even get a master's degree. And I don't know if I'll do that yet, but I guess I'll see how it goes. And I've seen that there is definitely a lot of emphasis put on uh, learning how to sell yourself, etc. Now, I would say I'm doing a pretty good job so far. But well, we'll see. I'm I'm sure that they're going to at least on social media, of course. But you know, I'm sure that they're they're gonna teach us uh, a lot of like ways to you know to interact with art galleries, uh, how to you know how museums work as well because even museums are thing. So you know, I'm I'm sure that they will teach us all about you know business 
and uh, etc. There is even a class which says that people who have a package QR code to give an idea. I think they're really in depth in everything about the uh, the process of painting. So yeah, very intensive, in a good yeah. way. And what about a week? You're leaving in a week to go? Yeah, about a week actually. So we are. Let's see. <laughs> I just I have to check here. So yeah, twenty. So we're the twentieth today. So I will leave on the twenty eighth. So in eight days, which it it feels incredible, really. <laughs> I guess honestly. Um, but yeah, eight days, and I will leave, and I will go there, and um, I will probably start studying at the beginning of October. So basically, the uh, the like the classes, uh, the course starts on the 9th of October. So I will leave and I will go there and, you know, I will probably stay there in Verona, which is where uh, the place is and where I will stay the campus. And I will probably stay there for like um, a few days before starting the, uh, uh, the courses. And that's pretty much it, really. Then I, I will start the courses and yeah. So it'll give you time to settle in and get familiar. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad to uh to be along to to follow the journey because I think it's okay. it's really that you've accomplished the past what six seven years and now you're going to this. Cool. I think it's cool. But people can follow you on Threads and Instagram, yeah. not Twitter, and not Twitter, not Twitter anymore. No. <laughs> so on Threads, on Threads and Instagram, the good thing about Threads and Instagram. And then I have the same username because they're like linked together. So that's actually a basic thing as well. So it's uh, A-N-I-S underscore J-E-R-B-I underscore artist. Threads and Instagram and your website, A-N-I-S dot com, And they can reach out and contact. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been amazing. I hope we continue to talk. And maybe after you've been in school for a little bit, we'll catch up. (laughs) <laughs> oh, absolutely with pleasure with pleasure with the honor thanks so I mean, much oh you're so welcome have a wonderful day or thanks night so much. Have a wonderful, um, more like night yeah <laughs> thank you so much have a wonderful day as well thank you this has been an odd imagination production here at odd imagination you'll find book film television and product reviews as well as roundtable discussions current events and hot topics We are advocates for equality and the freedom to be who you are, no matter what. Odd Imagination gets its name from autism and imagination, two things that are very important to us. If you would like more information on Odd Imagination and the podcasts that we host on our website, you can visit oddimagination.org, A-U-T-I-M-A-G-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And pulling me, she knows all about the drug. I plagiarize all my apologies, and they still want enough. I know, I know, I know that I should let her go, but I don't, I don't, I don't seem to be in control.